This is News Talk. We'll begin with the Irish Independent this morning and you may have heard yesterday that there was a big meeting of some backbench Fianna Fáil TDs earlier this week, some suggesting while the cat's away the mice will play because while Michal Martin was in Ukraine backbench TDs were getting together for a big meeting to talk about policy issues in the party and where the party's going and all of that. Well anyway, the Irish Independent says this morning that the Taoiseach had to work the phones to backbench Fianna Fáil TDs after it emerged that they held an unofficial meeting to discuss the future of the party. So Michal Martin got back from a state visit to Ukraine and then had to get on his phone and try and move to appease rebel TDs who organised a 30-strong meeting of parliamentary party members. The Taoiseach's intervention comes as the government is facing a motion, as we know, of no confidence tabled by Sinn Féin. A Fianna Fáil source telling the Irish Independent that the Taoiseach saw the number of those who attended and decided he should change his approach to dealing with dissent. Uh, I'm not sure how secret or unofficial the meeting was because it was held in the parliamentary party room, Fianna Fáil's room in Leinster House. So someone had to know in the party that this meeting was being held. But anyway, the story is that the Taoiseach had to get on the blower and start chatting to the backbench TDs and find out what they're on about. There's good colour, by the way, on that meeting uh, and things like um, F. F. Uh, Sinn Féin and F. Fine Gael apparently was said by some of those in attendance. Daniel McConnell writes about that in the Irish Examiner this morning if you want to get behind the scenes on that meeting and they didn't say F. You can imagine what they said. The other big story in the front of the Irish Independent is about cuckoo funds. One of the country's biggest cuckoo fund landlords is planning to put through double digit rent increases on its properties despite a growing uh, squeeze on incomes. This is the US real estate group Greystar, which has bought more than 600 units in Dublin since 2019. The Irish Independent reports that it charges up to €5,220 a month for three-bed apartments, but the paper says it's now looking for more money uh, because obviously the cost of living, cost of inflation, all that stuff, cost of renting would continue to rise. Uh, And the Indo says this is going to spark fears that other big landlords will follow suit as they have investors to sell satisfy as well. The Irish Daily Mail goes with the ban on turf and we are told that intranet sales of turf will be banned under new draft regulations to be brought to the Taoiseach and Tánaiste by Green Party leader Eamon Ryan next week. The proposed regulations will also prevent ads being taken out selling turf in newspapers. Rural opposition TDs are very, very critical of Minister Ryan's comments about online turf sales, saying his remarks on an internet ban show that he doesn't understand turf and, quote, Eamon Ryan is off his rocker. However, the Irish Daily Mail has found dozens of ads for turf online last night. So some of these uh, selling websites are hosting ads selling turf and this is why they want to outlaw it. Some rural TDs don't really understand why there's an issue there. It's not a big problem advertising online but the Mail has found some ads online so the upshot is they're going to be banned essentially. Now the Irish Daily Star and the Irish Sun go with the death of a nephew of Jerry the Monk Hutch. Uh, The Irish Sun says he never stood a chance after being blasted three times in the head his inquest heard yesterday Derek Coakley Hutch was shot as he sat in a car in Clondalkin in Dublin in 2018. His mother wept as Chief State Pathologist Dr Linda Mulligan told how the murdered father's injuries were incompatible with life. That's the front of the Star and the Sun. Obviously Boris Johnson 
is on the front of a number of both Irish and, in particular, British newspapers this morning. The Irish Examiner goes with Them's the Breaks, which I actually thought, I heard Boris Johnson say this yesterday in a speech that, uh, you know, that's what happens in politics, Them's the Breaks. I thought that was an Irish saying for some reason. I thought only Irish people said Them's the Breaks, but apparently not so. The photograph on the Examiner is of Boris Johnson walking back in to number 10 um, and it's a very dramatic photograph there. The Examiner says the resignation of Boris Johnson has been hailed as an opportunity to reset Anglo-Irish relations after a day of high drama in Westminster and you certainly get the sense listening to some Irish politicians yesterday that they didn't shed too many tears at the loss of Boris Johnson Uh, the British Prime Minister finally bowing to pressure and announcing he'd resign as leader. That's also the front of the Irish Daily Mirror. Good riddance bojo Boris Johnson was slammed yesterday by Mary Lou Macdonald for his wholly negative interactions with Ireland. Mary Lou Macdonald said whoever succeeds him needs to change tact and uh, Taoiseach Michal Martin adding it was a chance to return to the true spirit of mutual respect between Ireland and the UK. The Irish Times says though that Boris Johnson could stay on as PM for months and this is the big headache uh, for British politicians. Boris Johnson promising ministers there will be no major policy changes while he remains in Downing Street but there was unease among MPs last night about the prospect that he could still be Prime Minister in September, October depending on how long it takes for the Tories to elect a new leader so that isn't going down well across the water. The Daily Telegraph PM's long goodbye leaves UK in a state of paralysis. Senior Tories are imploring Boris Johnson to appoint a caretaker leader immediately Immediately, basically get out of number 10 to avoid months of political uncertainty. We had a bizarre intervention yesterday from former Prime Minister uh, John Major saying Boris Johnson needs to get out as well, essentially. The Times of London, Johnson throws in the towel. Uh, critics urge him to quit immediately as PM. Bitter succession contest begins. And I think today you'll see more and more people who want to be leader coming out saying it because you need to get your name in early so people become familiar with your name, familiar with your policies if you want to be the next leader of the Conservative Party. I'm sure lots will and lots certainly won't. It's not all negative about Boris Johnson in the papers though uh, just in case you think that it's all bad news about him because we'll go to the front of the Daily Express which says, thank you Boris, you gave Britain back its freedom. Reluctantly but with great dignity Boris Johnson conceded his tumultuous premiership was finally over and they have a photograph of Boris Johnson uh, holding his son and (coughs) holding his son and uh, kissing his daughter, sorry, not kissing his daughter, kissing his wife and holding his son, one of his several children that he has. Irish Independent looks at dentistry again, and in particular dental tourism today. So yesterday the paper did a survey, which you may remember, which found huge variations in price. If you want a filling, you know, you could get it for 170 quid in Dublin, could be 35 euro in Donegal, big, big variations. Today the Indo looks at dental tourism because we're told it's booming again after the pandemic. Many Irish people are choosing to travel abroad 
for treatment. A lot are going to Turkey, apparently, for it. Um, and we are told that there's a big, big boost. Some that the Indo interview want to break the stigma that dental practices abroad are not of the same quality as in Ireland. So they've an interview with one clinic uh, in Budapest there who say that it's all very successful. But Fintan Hurahan from the Irish Dental Association says that before going abroad, people should consult with their local dentist. And I will say, I have seen videos on social media of people who've gone to Turkey, some people, and they've had a bad experience. Others have had a very good experience, but buyer beware and uh, make sure that you know what you're getting yourself involved in and in particular what the aftercare is going to be. It's grand getting the surgery but if there's problems with it, do you have to fly back to Turkey and what sort of protection do you have? Final story comes from the Daily Mirror this morning. If you're a parent, do you sing lullabies to your children? Well, traditional lullabies are in danger of being forgotten by mums and dads. Researchers have found that classics like Rockabye Baby, Humpty Dumpty and Jack and Jill, which have sent generations of children into the land of Nod, are unfamiliar to six in ten parents. According to a poll of 2,000 parents, one in ten did not sing lullabies because they had a terrible voice and a third used soothers, while nine in ten read a bedtime story Instead, how difficult is it to know the lyrics to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Anyway, a lot of parents aren't singing it. Those are the stories making the headlines still to come. Is the government lacking ambition when it comes to delivering remote working? On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.